0: Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News Taxpayers should open and carefully read any mail from the IRS. That phrase is clearly worded in IRS bureaucratic passive talk. Let me be more specific putting this statement in plain English. When receiving an IRS correspondence, resist the powerful urge to tear up crumple up, scream at, enrage, spit on, or in any other way damage the correspondence or cause disturbance or harm to those who just happened to be around you when you encountered the offensive IRS letter. IRS tax tip 2022-62, April 21st, 2022. The IRS mails letters or notices to taxpayers for a variety of reasons, including, although all these reasons are basically subcategories or sub-reasons of the master category or the one reason of, the IRS wants something from you usually money and or information. So here are the subcategories under that master category of what they might be looking for. They have a balance due. So if you owe the IRS money, you might get a letter from the IRS as they request the money that is due. They are due a larger or smaller refund So if they make a change to the amount that is going to be refunded, possibly they see a change or something doesn't line up on your tax return compared to the information they have, such as differences in the W-2s or the 1099s, or they make some other type of adjustment, typically they will tell you in the letter that uh, that they've made that type of adjustment and you can then see if you agree with it or not and you can possibly have recourse if there's an argument in alignment or under the law uh, at that point in time. So they gotta make you aware of that And hopefully they usually do a pretty good job of that. The agency has a question about their tax return. So if they're questioning something about the tax return, they might want more information about that information that you gave them on the tax return. They need to verify the identity, so they need to know who you are. They're not doing the facial recognition thing anymore, I don't think, so they're not trying to like take over the world or control everything. At this point, they backed off a little bit, but they still want to know who you are. So the agency needs additional information. So they might need more stuff from you. The agency changed uh, their tax return. So if there's a change to the tax return itself, then again, the IRS will typically give you a letter telling you what those changes are, and then you can agree with that or disagree with that. You have the capacity possibly to argue with the IRS, but if you are to argue, you have to do so generally within the context of the law so the IRS needs to be taking action within the context of the law so if you have an argument with the law then that's a legislative thing right then you gotta hire you gotta vote in different people to stop making silly laws and whatnot so if a taxpayer receives an IRS letter or notice they should not ignore it don't ignore it so that's you don't want to do that because if you do that then if you owe them money or information and you're not in compliance then what will happen is nothing at the start typically because it's a slow moving bureaucratic system, but eventually they're gonna roll that stick down some hill that builds up the material on it so that you get a big stick and then they hit you with it sometime. And that stick, metaphorically known as, as we know at this point, penalties and interest. So, so ignoring it, it, especially if you can't pay a bill is a natural thing to do. You're saying, I can't do anything about it. I'm not even, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it go until I can do something, but you can do something. You can, you can at least respond to it and you could set up a payment plan to it. So if you, if you owe them information, you could try to give them the information or at least respond back and say, I can't get you the information. And as long as you're in correspondence with the IRS, then they're usually not at least going to go to collection action at that point in time, right? That usually means, that you're you're in a better situation from a negotiation standpoint, even if you just correspond and basically do nothing. You just say, I acknowledge that you sent me a letter and I'm not gonna do anything at this point in time, right? That would be better, at least they got a correspondence. They're not gonna like that for too long but at least you're doing, at least you did something there. If you owe any money, then you probably want to get a payment plan set up because that's going to be lowering the penalties and the interest. So most IRS letters and notices are about federal tax returns or tax accounts. The notice or letter will explain the reason for the contact and gives instructions on what to do. Not panic. Don't panic when you get the letter, don't panic no harder tax around here so the irs and its authorized private collection agencies generally contact taxpayers by mail most of the time all the taxpayers needs uh, to do is read the letter carefully and take the appropriate action that's all you gotta do just read the letter and pay us our ten thousand dollars it's, i mean there's no there's no need to get like panicky about this whole thing in any case read the notice carefully and completely if the irs changed the the, the tax return the taxpayer should compare the information provided in the notice or letter with the information in their original return so if they made a change to the return it's likely that they have other information so possibly all things that they could change quite easily if if you put something like you miskeyed something or put something wrong in place they have the w-2s they have the 1099s so That means that if you didn't report something correctly or misreported it or didn't report a 1099 or a W-2, for example, they're likely to give you a letter saying you owe more money, usually because those things would usually be an increase of the tax. They got the 1098s as well, and they also have information from other people. So clearly one of the things that people often have questions about is two people say, say, claiming the same dependent or something like that is another kind of thing that can uh, cause problems that the IRS can pick up quite easily they don't they don't need to really do a full audit to look in and dig into that kind of stuff they don't even need manual people to find it out because they got the system set up where you know they're getting the w-2s from the employers and the people that are paying and they can kind of line that up to what you reported and if there's a change, then they're going—you might get a letter on that. So in general, there is no need to contact the IRS if the taxpayer agrees with it. So you can argue with the IRS if they did something that's not correct, but you have to argue within the context of the tax code. So you can't be like, "Well, that's not fair," because I think you know justice, whatever, right? You got to say, "Well, no, the tax—you you made a change that isn't in alignment with you know the, what the tax code says." and this is why and then that's kind of the context you would argue it if you if they're right within the alignment of the tax code then there's not much you can do <laughs> uh, so respond timely if the notice or letter requires a response by a specific date taxpayers should reply in a timely manner to avoid delays in processing their tax return minimize additional interest and penalty charges preserve their appeals rights if they don't agree So you want, if they, usually it's the kind of interval, the slow bureaucratic process, they give you a letter and then they give you like 30 to 60 days to respond and so on, and then you respond and then they give you a letter back and it's just big, you know, slow email, snail mail, I mean, not email, snail mail correspondence. And, uh, but if you don't, so it's not really that, if you keep on top of that, it's not really that big of a problem to at least be in compliance with the correspondence uh, with them. But if you don't, then you're going to start to charge. Most likely you you might get penalties and interest rolling up and that creeps up. It's a it's this creeps up the stick. You're like, wait, how did that stick get so big that you just hit me with? That's because it just slowly creeped up on the penalties and interest. And uh, you also, again, have more negotiation capacity if you're in correspondence with the IRS than if you kind of. If you just drop off of communication with them all of a sudden so pay amount due. taxpayers should pay as much as they can even if they can't pay the full amount so th- why because you're trying to avoid the penalties and interest it's not like we you know you could think of it this way it's like well it's because it's your patriotic duty to do that okay but you're also trying to avoid the penalties and interest so how do you do that well the system is of course set up that if you pay more then you get less penalties and interest if you're in compliance then you're more likely to be better off than if you're out of compliance that's just how that's set up right so people can pay online or apply online for a payment agreement if you can't pay then that's when people get into trouble because then they just say I'm just not going to do anything and more people are probably in that situation due to the weirdness in the last two years than other times and so if you, if it's the first time where you says i can't pay it's like it's a weird situation for me at this point i'm just not going to file my tax return that's not what you want to do typically you want to set up the payment plan which you could pretty much do online you don't even need to talk to anyone just go to the IRS website usually and you can figure out how to set up a payment plan so that you can reduce the penalties and interest related to it and be in compliance and then not have to stress out and whatnot so Including installment agreements or an offer and compromise. So the agency often offers several payment options There's a link to the payment options here keep a copy of that notice or letter It's important that taxpayers keep a copy of all notices or letters with other tax records They may need these documents later So if you if you crumple it up if you tear it up if you spit on it and whatnot, you know Then it might smear up the writing so you can't really see it that good and plus if you give it to your tax professional and It's all sticky. It's all gross You know they're not going to like that but you might be able to find the letters on your irs website too these days as well so if you do happen to lose the letters and you can log into the account you should have hopefully access to correspondence on there as well but you typically want to hold on uh to to the letters remember there is usually no need to call the irs so they don't want you to call them in case you haven't noticed this they're trying trying very hard not to actually physically talk to people. Uh, In part because they're short on staff and they're still, I think they're still dealing with these weird rules with the COVID stuff, which are basically they tried to top down, do that thing. And that means it happened on the top and it didn't happen so much down the line. So the IRS is kind of, I think, somewhat more hampered than others possibly with the whole restriction weirdness so if a taxpayer must contact the irs by phone they should use the number in the upper right hand corner of the notice the taxpayer should have a copy of their tax return and letter when calling typically taxpayers only need to contact the agency if they don't agree with the information if the irs requests additional information or if the taxpayer has a balance due taxpayers can also write to the agency at the address on the notice or letter taxpayers replies are worked on first come first serve basis and will be processed based on the date the IRS receives it so you know when you get the correspondence clearly they're going to have to the, the place to to mail it because the IRS isn't like in one office right they <laughs> you know they got places all over the place so make sure when you're getting back to the IRS you want to look at the correspondence that you have been receiving to respond back to the appropriate place uh to get back to them so more information on this wonderful topic of of discussing and keeping in communication with your good buddies the IRS is here so you got the understanding your irs notice letter tax topic 652 notices what to do tax topic 653 irs notices and bills penalties interest charges tax topic 654 understanding your cp-75 or cp-75 a notice request for supporting documentation there's links to that wonderful reading information here and there'll be a link to this in the description